November 12th, 1966. Five men digging a grave in West Virginia claim to have seen a man-like figure fly low from the trees and buzz their heads. This is often identified as the first known sighting of the Mothman. Shortly after this sighting, two young couples from Point Pleasant, West Virginia, told police they saw a large gray creature with glowing red eyes. They described it as a large flying man with 10-foot wings that followed their car while they were driving in an area outside of town. In an attempt to escape the creature, the driver was reported to have gone 90 miles an hour. All the while, the creature glided above with ease. During the next few days, there were several more sightings. Two volunteer firemen described it as a large bird with red eyes. A local contractor claimed that when he aimed a flashlight at it, its eyes glowed red and he blamed it for the disappearance of his dog. On December 15, 1967, in Point Pleasant, the Silver Bridge collapsed, claiming the lives of 46 people. After this collapse, all sightings of the Mothman in that area ceased. Since then, this creature has been reported to be seen in and around the area of major tragedies, including another bridge collapse and Chernobyl. Was this the Mothman, or is this creature simply what has been known as death throughout the centuries? Is it an omen, or is it simply attracted to sights of major pain, despair, and death? All right, everybody, welcome to Scary Real. Uh, this is the podcast where we read your scary stories. Uh, it's submitted by real people just like yourselves. You got Adam here, and on the other end of this sexy microphone situation, we've got JR. Hey, hey. And uh, yeah, we're just, we've got a great story for you tonight. Uh, if you heard in the intro, we're going to be talking about the Mothman or maybe uh, some version of the Mothman. Uh, fantastic story tonight from, uh, we're going to butcher this, so I apologize, but uh, Adria Lee3884 on Reddit. We'll call her A or. Let's just call her A tonight. Yeah, a that for works sure. For me. Yeah. She wrote a great story and gave us permission to read it, so thank you, A, for allowing us to do that. And, uh, yeah, I'm just excited. We will we will link her in the description, uh, the show notes in the description for the show, and uh, any social media that we're going to post. So Yes. Once again, thank you, A. Thank you very much. Um, quick, Adam, before we, we roll into the story, I just... I just want to touch on Mothman a little bit, you know, get your take on him. I know you've been doing some research and looking into it before uh, before we recorded tonight, and uh, so have I. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, uh, my first introduction was, uh, we were talking about this before, that uh, you and I watched the, the Mothman movie uh, back in early 2000s. And yes, that, several times. Yeah, yeah, and and I thought the movie was pretty decent. I love that it was like you know sort of quote unquote based on real life and everything. So I thought okay, 
and I kind of forgot about it. You know, I just haven't seen the movie in years, and um, yeah. And, and then I read this story and decided, okay, I gotta get, I gotta do a little more digging. Um, so then I watched uh, this fabulous documentary. Um, it is on Amazon Prime. If if you have Prime, I recommend checking it out. It's called uh, "The Mothman of Point Pleasant," I believe is is the title. Um, it's maybe a little over an hour. It's really well done. It's it's respectful of of the people uh, from the town and everything. It, it does a great job. Um, so I watched all that. I, I've read some other posts and stuff, and other people talking about it. And yeah, it's just it's fascinating. I don't know what to even believe about it or what to think, but it's super fascinating. I'm right there with you. So obviously, there's the movie. I think was that. God, I don't even know when it came out. It obviously came out probably. What, what do you think? Two thousand oh one, somewhere in there. Uh, I'm 02? gonna go two thousand. It was our high school days. Two thousand. Wow. Ah, I just sourced it. Two thousand two. Okay, I was just gonna say. Yeah, we can look on the Google <laughs> your, machine. Your live Google assistant <laughs> slash me checked oh, it out. Man. <laughs> Uh, I gotta go camping just to prove to myself that I can do the world without internet. So. <laughs> right. So yeah, 2002. Um, yeah, and uh, obviously I remember the movie. I, I remember seeing the movie, I should say. I don't necessarily remember the movie. Things are starting to come back to me when I was doing research about the story mm-hmm. because obviously they, they fictionalized and modernized some of the original accounts of the Mothman for the movie. Right. Um. You know, kind of what took over for me in the research was all of the subsequent sightings and then all, th- all throughout history, all the other cultures that have stories of something similar, you know, that was cited around times of tragedies and, you know, major tragedies and death and things like that. Right. Uh, obviously you know, kind of in our society and, you know, looking things up in English and not in foreign languages and um, just not having, I don't know, the research chops. Most of the stories that are going to come up are accounts from more modern times, um, probably since the 60s, since 66, when the, what, you know, was called the first sighting, Mm -hmm. which we now know probably isn't the case, but um, the first sighting, you know, everything since then and and specifically... uh, in the United States, like I said, there are a f- there is at least one sighting I know of, like in modern times uh, overseas, and that was around Chernobyl. Mm, okay, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's crazy because is this is this a creature that is you know cryptozoal whatever you know word that you can say when you don't drink bourbon. Um, <laughs> that is just somehow attracted to despair you know maybe in a supernatural way or something like that right or or is this what maybe kind of throughout history was known as death and just this freaky ass creature that seems to show up whenever you know mm-hmm. bad things are going on right so. yeah and and i you know i've heard i've heard a lot of different um thoughts from people just thinking oh it's it's some sort of uh, ultra dimension creature, or it is, uh, it's an angel of death, or it's uh, this or that, or, or you know, um, uh, you know, I don't know. Somebody I, I think has likened it to an alien, and I'm like, okay, maybe. I mean, I, you know, I 
don't know. I, so to me, it's just like uh, my brain is scrambled enough to say it's fascinating either way, and I I'm gonna probably continue to dive down this rabbit hole a little bit um, just for my own curiosity. Um, yeah, you know, I don't necessarily want to dive down the the UFO alien hole too much, right? Um, but I will say it's kind of funny because. Uh, the, the documentary you're talking about, they touch on the fact that around the same time, there were a couple sightings of the Grinning Man, which, you know, he came out of what, you know, was thought to be like a flying saucer mm-hmm. type of thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, um, so. yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. So, anyways, it, it just so happens at the same time, I started a series that was recommended to me. Uh, one of the podcasts I listen to, uh, just that, that's always fascinating to me, is um, Astonishing Legends. I really love those guys, and uh, you're actually the one that got me turned on to those guys. But, um, but yeah, I, I was listening to that, and they were interviewing a Scott and Forrest. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, no Scott yeah. and Forrest. We want to shout out. We love you guys. Yes. <laughs> um, so they were interviewing um, a filmmaker. Or, no, or I'm sorry, he's a researcher, but he was working with a with a filmmaker, a good friend of his, and they have a series on Amazon, <clears throat> and it's a it's a documentary series they're doing called Hellier, and it's it's in uh, I'm not gonna remember where Hellier even is, but um, but anyways, they they take a trip there, and uh, I'm sorry, it's Kentucky, so um, I wanted to get that right, but anyways, I just started that series, but it also is centering around as luck would have it or as uh, destiny, whatever you want to call it, it's also talking about the Mothman or Injured Cold and all those like same sort of things. And so I'm not very far in that series yet. So far it's been really good. I'm just not done with it. But um, that's also on Amazon Prime. So Yeah. Uh, maybe we should do a segment sometime and just kind of call those things out and, and turn, you know, I will... Anyone that listens to us, see if we can, you know, give a shout out and maybe turn some people on to some podcasts and shows and things like that that they uh, didn't know about. Definitely. And if they did, then uh, they can listen to us ramble about things they already knew about. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you know, kind of diving back into Mothman himself, in the the depictions of him, of, of it, of... Mothman, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of times it's it's a dark creature that looks humanoid. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the pictures are just kind of shaded out, humanoid with with wings. And one thing that kind of hit me when I was when I was researching it and doing some looking into it, um, if you don't really have a reference, right? I mean, yeah, obviously humanity has always known about birds, like they've always been around. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're seeing a dark figure, right? Mm-hmm. And now nowadays, right? We I think if we saw a dark figure with big black kind of behind it or around it, um, it's easier for us to point out wings. But if you live in a time where people wear cloaks regularly, I can kind of see how maybe people may might have mistaken you know the wings because they're trying their brain is trying to rationalize what they're seeing a little bit Mm -hmm. and you know you see a big dark blob and instead of wings you're seeing 
your brain is seeing a cloak, right? Yeah. And that's where you, you think about kind of the traditional depictions of death, wearing a big dark cloak. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And if you think of a sickle and the curved end, and you think of like maybe a large tip of a wing, a large feather, I don't know. I'm just trying to rationalize things. But that's where my brain went when I was thinking about it. So Yeah, 100%. Um, <clears throat> to me, if, if this is, you know, if Mothman does exist... Um, I could see how people in, you know, earlier times would maybe think or see it as, you know, like I said, a figure in a cloak Mm -hmm. as opposed to a winged man. Right. So, yep. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah. So I guess with that, can we dive into this thing? I'm, I'm excited. Let's do it. I'm excited to get into it. Um, I think everyone's heard me ramble enough. Why don't you take <laughs> no, off with this one? No, not at all, man. I, I, I'm glad that you you were bringing that up because that is something that it, it definitely harkens back to the like graphic imagery of you know depictions of death and all that. So yeah, is is very good. So um, okay, so again. Uh, this post uh, we'll call our friend A. Um, she can correct us later on and tell us how to actually say her name. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so the title that she titled it is "Angel of Death, Mothman, or My Imagination." Um, and I thought that was interesting because she's uh, this is an older story. Like she's sharing it for the first time. Um, but uh, but yeah. So here we go. Um, she starts out and says, I want to begin my story by telling you first and foremost, I do not believe in the supernatural. I have never witnessed a ghost, spirit, entity, or a malevolent force of nature. I have never encountered a poltergeist, demon, or an angel. I am not here to state the validity of anyone else's experiences, only my own. I do, however, believe in things that are good and things that are evil. Is it supernatural? I'm not here to prove that one way or the other. Uh, yeah, so I, she sounds a little bit sort of like, I think, how both of us feel. That a little bit of skepticism and maybe not sure what's out there. Um, yeah, definitely level-headed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's not, even though she had what I would consider a traumatic experience, she's she's not just diving headlong into 100% I saw uh, this, or uh, you know, it, that was it. You know, she's she's very objective. Mm-hmm. She states the facts. She states what she saw, what she experienced specifically, and doesn't. If she does draw conclusions, she doesn't push them on us. Right. Yeah. She's just giving us her objective story. To me, these are the most valid. These are the ones that I find the most compelling mm-hmm. because. These are people that aren't believers going, I don't know what I saw, but I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> yes. You know. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, okay, so she picks up here and she says, My story begins when I was 20 years old. I was in college, and like most college students, I was rebellious, wild, and carefree. I was eager to obtain a part-time job, wanted my own spending money, and coming from a very small community with very little businesses, I was pretty much out of luck. My sister, who was seven years older than me, was a newly married with a baby. My nephew and she worked at our hospital, the only hospital that is in our hometown. 
She was an RN and trying to establish a good foundation of employment, so she had to take swing shift before she could set her own hours. Uh, her husband was working night shift, so they needed someone to care for my nephew on the weekends. I jumped at the opportunity because I loved my nephew, and I was good with him. He knew me and was a joy as a baby. I wasn't very popular in college and had very few friends, so having something to do on the weekends brightened my mood somewhat. I am trying to keep this as short as possible, but I needed to tell the backstory, otherwise the rest of my tale wouldn't make sense. I s okay, good. I started keeping my nephew on the following weekend. My sister had asked me, which was on a Thursday, and Sunday would be my last day. Okay, so that's a good little background. She's going to watch her nephew for her sister, who's working overnights at the hospital, and her sister's husband, who's also working overnights. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. who hasn't yeah. jumped in and done that as a favor? But also, like, you know, you're trying to find a little employment, and I get it. So Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we also got to remember, well, well, we'll learn this here in a second, but... Um, you know, this is 1990, mm -hmm. so I don't, obviously, I was five years old. I don't remember, you know, what the economic status of the country was at the time, but there there weren't as many opportunities out of, you know, a traditional job, especially in a small town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, it's a lot, lot, you know, a lot different when you you know you live in this smaller town and it's like well not very many jobs out there you know i mean unless you're i guess you're working in a factory or something but you know uh if you don't if you're kind of just starting out it's hard you know yeah if you're trying to go to school also yeah absolutely yeah. um okay so all that background she said it was friday february 2nd 1990 i had just put my nephew to bed and had myself a beer and a cigarette on the back porch of my sister's home yes i was smoking and had one beer get over it it was the 90s for pity's sake i like that <laughs> it's true uh <laughs> there were no cell phones computer with internet games or chatting so when i say it was quiet it was very quiet they lived on Highway 322 outside of Clarksdale, Mississippi, and there were not many homes on this road at the time, and also very little traffic. I was reading a book, which book doesn't matter, but halfway through the chapter I was reading, you could hear, you could have heard a pin drop. The crickets started chirping, the wind literally stopped blowing, I'm sorry, let me back up, the crickets stopped chirping, the wind literally stopped blowing, the mockingbird I heard calling was silent, and the air suddenly felt so heavy, it became very difficult to breathe. Okay, I just gotta jump in. Okay. You know she's a country girl, because she knows what a mockingbird sounds yes. like. Yes, yes, yep, I love it. It's great. I mean, in my... I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm from the biggest city in the world, but in my Midwest experience, I lived in a good, good-sized city mm -hmm. outside of a v very large city, and I could—I don't even know what a fucking mockingbird is, let alone what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Oh, it's a bird, cool." Yeah, hey, there's a bird. If it doesn't have a red chest I'd, or red all over, <laughs> I'd, or blue, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Blue jay, right? Cardinal. Which I mean, we obviously hate, and then um, <laughs> not the bird, and then, just the just the team. Yeah, well, I had one try to break its neck on my window every morning ah, yes. for a month before I had to dispatch it with a pellet gun. <laughs> um, 
or or, or a robin. Yep. I mean, those are literally. Oh, and then a crow. So four. I can tell you what four birds look like. Right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, you're you're right because I'd be like, I don't know. I heard a bird. What do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. It was a damn bird. I don't know. Oh, the bird stopped chirping. Cool. Well, that they must have gone to sleep because right. it's dark out. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what all birds do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> So she says, I got up. Um, Yeah, she says, I got up, opened the door to step outside, down the steps, and as I'm frantically looking around, trying to figure out what the hell is happening, the transformer next to the house explodes. And she says, in all caps, BOOM! Which, if you've ever heard a transformer explode, it is very loud. Um, Well, one, yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean it's a it's a small bomb going, it's a grenade. <laughs> yeah, but two, if if you're aware enough to know that all of the animals stop chirping, mm-hmm. I'm locking the door. I ain't going outside. Right. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and the air feeling heavy and all that, like the stillness of the air. It's like yeah, I've seen enough movies to know that's not the time to go into the dark. That's yeah. when. And here's my question: Is that is that because she's a product of her times? So you know, it's the '90s. You're not constantly distracted by TV, especially if you live out in the middle of nowhere. I can't imagine. You know, I mean, nowadays everyone has satellite or you know very reliable cable TV. But right, you know, in the '90s, I think we still had the you know the box that you bought off of some shady guy in an alley <laughs> that got you. HBO and Skinamax for you know a couple of weeks before they changed the codes you know right. like yeah and then and then over the air just you know antenna TV mm-hmm. so. yeah you got the rabbit ears is, on is the top that, and yeah yeah is that because she's a product of her time like you're just more aware of what's going on around you or is that because she lives in the country is it a combination of the two yeah I mean because like I said I can't I can't I can't relate to that I can't imagine being that aware. Right. Of my surroundings. And I, I mean, well, I can. I can. Yeah. But I was yeah. also in a heightened state, you know, with f- f- automatic weapon in my hand. Mm-hmm. So it was a different experience. It's not the United States, you know, like it is now. Right. So I don't know. Well, yeah. And, like, and she was just sitting there reading. So the house is probably already very quiet. And then as everything mm-hmm. really kind of just phases out it's like okay you're gonna you're gonna take notice yeah we're, we're too distracted now like uh, most of us probably wouldn't even realize if like if the wind stopped blowing and birds stopped chirping we'd be like ah it's the same i don't know because i'm preoccupied by my phone or whatever so yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah so uh do you want to pick up on this next couple of paragraphs here yeah yeah um she goes on to say, both streetlights go out, and I can smell burning rubber and plastic. I jumped so badly I felt my heart catch in my throat, and the sound was deafening, with sparks flying everywhere, almost looking like fireworks on the 4th of July. I couldn't hear the monitor to my nephew's room anymore, and I realized the power had gone out to the house. That's when I rushed in to make sure he was still sleeping and not freaking out in the pitch black night. Fortunately, he was perfectly safe, still sleeping peacefully, and totally unaware of any miniature meltdown I had going on. Just as I was leaving his bedroom, I heard a noise. I still have no explanation. The sound was a close relation to that of a crying child 
and a woman screaming. Not Now, here, she didn't say or. She said the sound was a close relation to that of a child crying and a woman screaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't have words. I, like, I don't. I, yeah. I literally just sat here with my cheeks puffed out because I just was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, yeah, I I gotta tell you, the first time I read her story, which I we I first read her story, she I think she published it like almost a month ago, and I I read it and I was sitting in my hotel room uh, after work and I read it and I was like, this is good, this is good, <laughs> oh oh, I should get up and leave. <laughs> It's just I just it just like filled me with a natural sense yeah. of like fear and also like that that I just all the things that a great story really yeah. pulls you in. Well, that's that's when you grab your pillow and a blanket and you sleep in the hallway so that way you have a window and a door between you and whatever is outside. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it'll see no one in the room and go to the next room and attack that right. person. Right. Yeah, that's my plan. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Okay, moving on. She says, Now believe me when I tell you, I am a country girl. Lived in the country most of my life, and I know what a panther sounds like. So I I didn't... I guess I'm not aware that there's panther? I, maybe she's talking about like a mountain lion type of creature? And, and they just call it a panther? Yeah, I don't know. I don't to know. me, a panther is like in the jungles of india like straight out of you know mm. taking Mowgli back to the <laughs> human village right so anyway she says <clears throat> i have heard it many times but this sound was nothing like it so apparently a panther sounds like a child crying mm. mm-hmm. Oof. oh that's terrifying <laughs> um it even resembled the sound of a dying cat or any animal that may be close to death incoherent whimpering a slight cackle here and there Mm. and then silence the sound sent a chill right up my spine making me feel lightheaded and weak if that like okay i've experienced animals dying i'm just i'm gonna put that out i've I've been around that Mm -hmm. right i've experienced that i've experienced um cats getting into a fight Mm -hmm. i've experienced which Honestly, like if you've heard that, like that's that sounds like women fighting and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It sounds it's high pitched. It sounds like mm-hmm. like a woman, you know, uh out two women kind of getting into it because mm-hmm. it's high pitched and almost like talking. Yeah. I've I've experienced uh raccoons going at it mm-hmm. before. That I literally I thought people were in my driveway going at it. Mm. Like what the hell is going on right now? So, but when you, you know, when she's saying like cackling and the sound of a dying animal and like all these, you know, different things, kind of a woman and a child crying, like all rolled into one. Mm -hmm. If you've been around animals, like you can kind of distinguish and you know, like, oh, that's a coon, that's Mm -hmm. a cat, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, whatever. I've heard, you know, rabbits. I've had to control coyote populations around me before. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've used the rabbit sound to draw them in. It's, you know what it sounds like. Right. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here, right? She knows what those sounds are like. Yep. And this is not those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. 
So she goes on to say, um, I do not scare easily. I consider myself brave and rational. I, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. But all of that departed, leaving me feeling dizzy and nauseous. The sound was not coming from inside the house, but outside, close to the porch, right where I had been sitting. I knew this because I left the screen door open and stand, and standing there motionless, looking out the door, I knew it was out there somewhere. Hmm. I waited a few moments, then I reached for my sister's bat, which she kept by next to the door. On a side note, she says she was not a fan of guns or knives, and neither was I. But the bat brought no comfort knowing that I would have to get as close as possible to this thing in order to hit it with any amount of force. Alright, so we just wanted to take a quick moment to give you guys uh, uh, all the places that you can connect with Scary Real. Um, maybe you have a story you want to share. Maybe you listened to one of the stories and wanted to comment or uh, maybe share a similar experience. And we want to provide a space for that to happen. And there is a couple of great ways to do that. Yeah, you can uh, obviously reach us on Reddit where we've had several people um leave their stories for us and all of that is scary real pod pod so we're scary real pod on reddit we're scary real pod on instagram um, and if you think that we need a facebook or twitter please let us know because um adam and i don't have either of those. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we don't use those right now so you couldn't if you're looking for us on twitter we're not there we're not on facebook but um but we do uh, actively check both reddit and instagram and of course our email which is also scary real pod at gmail.com um maybe you just want to submit a story there or send send some pictures or something that have to do with a story uh, by all means reach out to us and we can keep your stories very anonymous or we can share your handle and people can find you if you so desire um, definitely and you know if if it's not very long if you feel like maybe you can't convey it necessarily in a, i don't know professional writer kind of way that's fine it, mm -hmm. you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be adam and i get the gist of it we we can read it we can get the gist of it and i'm going to tell you you know right now we don't read everything word for word that is sent to us um partially because we understand when you're typing out something pretty long there's going to be just kind of maybe run on sentence or you know just some clerical errors that you know your fingers get going faster than your brain or your brain gets going faster than your fingers and shit happens mm -hmm. right so don't worry about that also if it's not very long not a big deal we we love the episodes where we can kind of give one person's two or three quick hit little experiences that happen to them mm -hmm. or that you know we can put two or three different people's experiences together into one episode uh, we just love story and we love your stories Absolutely. Um, and likewise, the places to listen to the podcast, uh, you're going to be able to find them on all the big hitters, iTunes, um, Spotify, 
uh, Sti- tune in, tune in, Stitcher. Um, so get on whatever preferred platform you use. Um, the biggest help you can do for us is to give it a rating and or a review, um, and then also share that with other people. Maybe you're part of a paranormal community. Maybe you're just uh, friends with a lot of people that also like scary stories and true stories. This is a great way to help spread the word, and it's something we love to do, but obviously the more people that are listening and the more connections we have, the more stories we can then share and continue this this, uh, journey together. So... Exactly, exactly. You know, and we do, we kind of have a, a phase two plan. You know, Adam and I would love to get out on the road and um, tell your stories in real places, real haunted locations. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if we're able to do that in the future, we definitely will. Um, that's kind of phase two of scary real. Um, but if not, if we never gets there, that's fine. We just, we love story and we love your stories absolutely so yeah check us out all those places scary real pod and uh and we will keep telling your stories and uh communicating with you as much as we're able all right let's get back into this story so as we were uh leaving she was grabbing a baseball bat. She heard this uh, uh, this massive uh, transformer blow. It was pitch black. Everything was silent. Um, she felt like there was a presence uh, right outside of of yeah. this house. And a, apparently, a um, woman, child, animal was crying mm-hmm. slash dying. Yes, outside the door. And so we'll pick up with her story here. She says, Trying to find the courage to walk out that door, believing it was only an animal, brought no solace to me. But I am a tough bitch, and I would do whatever it took to protect my nephew and myself. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know, that's the one thing I haven't taken into account is, you know, I'm looking at it of a, you know, crap your pants, something's in my house or something's outside my house and just curl up into a ball and cry. <laughs> Uh, you know, but I hadn't taken into account she's got family that's dependent, wholly dependent on her. Absolutely, so that definitely changes changes the game a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. no, you're right. It's like you're gonna you're gonna find that you know that fight or flight thing. You're gonna find that inner strength to be like, oh, it's going down. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna have to take this thing down no matter what. So, all right. So she says, I stepped out onto the porch and heard nothing. I grabbed the flashlight hanging next to the porch door clicked it on, and proceeded to look around. I slowly advanced toward the outside door, opened it, and walked slowly down the steps. My heart is pounding, and the only sound I hear is the air leaving and entering my lungs. I feel dizzy and start sweating from fear and adrenaline pumping through me like wildfire. Behind my sister's house are nothing but wooded forests and empty fields. Being February, there isn't much going on in the farming community. I make my way to the edge of the field, and I hear it again. That dying animal sound. Screech. And then what I can only describe as tearing flesh. Or perhaps tearing paper. So, I just feel like those are two very different sounds. Yeah, yeah. And I guess in the moment you're probably like, this is just, I hear something ripping and tearing and amidst, like, this, this dying animal sound. Yeah. Um... 
She says, uh, I have no idea at this point what I'm hearing. I shine the flashlight towards the noise, and what I saw still haunts me to this day. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is... Okay, take a breath. Here we go. Yeah. Glowing red eyes staring right at me. And in that instant, I knew it wasn't any kind of animal I had ever heard, seen, or know about. Animal eyes do not glow red when you point a light at them. They are either orange or bright yellow, almost white. Uh, just as I... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you probably know that better than I do. So. Yeah, well, but also think of it, have you ever turned the corner and your headlights hit the eyes of a cat or a raccoon oh yeah yeah just about any other animal it is it is like a white i mean it's very obviously animal eyes but it is a white reflection Mm -hmm. it's not there's that is literally this story and folklore Mm -hmm. red eyes those red eyes they don't exist right i've been out hunting predators and and doing things like that um all over the country and i've been out you know before daybreak in the dead of night all that stuff mm-hmm. animal eyes do not glow red they just don't right it's just not a thing yeah oh <sighs> okay. sorry no it's all good i like those little breaks it gives me a moment <laughs> so as i'm reading the story i'm like oh this is creepy uh okay so yeah it's all coming back to me. it is yeah. so she says uh she goes just as i am about to take a step back a rush of wind blows past me and i see wings yes wings these wings were at least 50 to 60 feet in width too big for an owl buzzard or any other type of bird in that area when it opened its wings, the rush of wind almost knocked me off of my feet. It was moving its wings back and forth. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Uh, the body of a man, eyes of a demon, and a body enveloped in jet black. I stood there shaking, trying to rationalize what I was looking at, and not believing one minute of it. My hands began to tremble, and I felt as though I was about to faint. I st- it stood up, and with one quick whoosh, it shot up into the air and then out of sight. My mind raced. What did I just see? What in the hell just happened? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I love her emphasis there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the moon was out that night, so I saw it shoot straight up and disappear quick, and almost with no sound at all. So, I gotta tell you, you know what gets me is, right? So she's like, she says... Uh, just as I'm about to take a step back, a rush of wind blows past me, and I see wings. Mm-hmm. Yes, wings. So initially, my brain goes, it's flying away, or it's flying overhead. So, right, so you're thinking, okay, it could have been, like, have you ever seen, like, a turkey vulture? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty damn big. Mm-hmm. Like, they ain't small, you know. Um, and And it just buzzed her, and she got freaked out. But no. Yeah. The wind blows past her, not the wings, the wind. Mm -hmm. So it was a man-like creature standing there with its wings flapping. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. You know what just popped in my head? Hmm. Angel of death. Right. Yeah. Angels have wings? Which... I can't obviously say for sure because I've never seen an angel. Right. But but according to a lot of traditional yes. interpretations, yeah. And yeah. Occur- according to the guy who taught us Sunday school. <laughs> yes. 
Well, no, I mean, according to him, he actually saw them. Right. So. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, so. yeah. No, 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 you're fine. I, it's just, yeah. it's a good to, like I said. Yeah, but that's what I'm emphasizing, right? So the wind rushes past her, and she gets that that whoosh. So it's it's the whoosh. It's the, the wind rushing past her. It's not actual wings rushing past her, mm-hmm. right? So... It's not. She's not getting buzzed by anything. Right. And and the fact that she's able to distinguish, just, just cements it for me that this is you know this was her experience. It's not hyperbole. It's not her exaggerating. It was. Well, you you've been had something go by and, and a big gust of wind hit you, right? Oh yeah. Your natural instincts is your eyes close, your head turns, right? You're you're worried about stuff getting in your eyes. It's just a natural reaction. Mm-hmm. So I can see the wind blowing past her, her eyes closing, her head turns, and then she turns back and there's fucking fifty foot wingspan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're getting a good look at the body of a man. Now she's not describing any physical features. Right. She's not describing. It's just it, what I'm thinking is almost like a shadow, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm thinking cloaked figure, death, the angel of death. Right. Sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. So she says, "I'm not sure how familiar you are with the area in which I live, but on that very night, the Parker family was brutally murdered. Not an hour after I had seen whatever it was I saw, a family of four had come home, walked in on four burglars, and were tied up, raped, sodomized, and burned alive. Their home was burned to the ground, and the four men who committed this heinous act are still thriving. The justice system in this area rarely sees true justice." After that night, I started researching possibilities on what I had witnessed, and each time my research led me back to none other than the Mothman. The folklore that surrounds this creature is a sign, an omen of things to come, a tragedy, something so evil you cannot even imagine what it could be. This is the first time I have ever shared this, typed it out, trying to remember little details, and I'm still convinced what I saw that night was the angel of death, Mothman, Lucifer himself, who knows? But I know what I saw, and I believe with my whole heart that entity was a prelude to the unimaginable crime being committed that night. I do not believe it appeared to warn me in particular, but ever since I saw it that night, my research has revealed that more than me have seen this creature. An entire town, villages, people who have seen this creature right before an accident or traumatic event. Um, yeah, and she's she's pointing to all that same you know stuff we have uh, talked about in the intro and and, and everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, yeah, you know, honestly, I kind of I, I I've read the story multiple times, obviously, and I was getting ready for it, and I, I hadn't read it in the days leading up because I wanted it to be fresh for the for the recording. Mm-hmm. But I had been doing research into Mothman, and so I kind of forgot her line there about you know the angel of death Mm -hmm. and and what kind of what leads me to believe or what leads me to think angel of death right Mm -hmm. is in her story as well as the other stories none of them talk about this thing attacking anyone right it doesn't 
it doesn't attack anyone. It doesn't take anyone other than the one guy who said, you know, his dog disappeared after that night. Right. There's no stories of this creature harming anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. That to me says, you know, not necessarily evil, right? Mm-hmm. Just something that's there, maybe against its will, mm. but something that's there that has to be during these traumatic times. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't that's, know either. That's just my feeling, right? Yeah. Um, she was obviously scared for her nephew, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I'm not diminishing that. But I also want to point out that this thing didn't harm her, didn't even attempt to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it left in that moment. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, and like she said, she doesn't know if it was really there to warn her, but it seems like it. It's. it seems like the kind of thing that you know, at least across a lot of the research and discussion about it, is that it shows up in times of great tragedy or something, um, something happening. And you know, I think in her mind, she's pretty clear on the. And we've got a little bit more of a story to read, but she's pretty clear that it felt very evil. But I like, like you're saying, it may not necessarily be an evil thing on its own. Instead, it's it's all the things that it sort of encapsulates, or something that it's it's got along with it. Um, yeah. Whether you know, does it have its own ill intention, or is it just a byproduct of the situation? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I almost think of it as an empath a little bit, right? Right. It's there for a purpose. It's there for a very traumatic and and evil reason. Mm that brought it there but in and of itself is it evil right right yeah does that are you picking up on the residual without sounding too much like a kook but are you picking up maybe a little bit on the residual evil that it it is there to absorb mm, yeah you know so here's my thing right if, if there is an angel of death then there's what would be the purpose other than to usher the souls of the dead right to the next plane right right whatever whatever that is otherwise what would be the purpose i mean what would be the point unless it was some kind of succubus type creature that just thrived off of the pain of others which that to me doesn't seem like that's the case Mm -hmm. yeah um to me it more seems like Either it is some kind of supernatural creature that is drawn to pain and suffering and and, and that sustenance, mm. it not causing it, but drawn to it. Because right. like I said, never heard of this thing causing anyone harm. Right. Um, or is it, you know, like the angel of death mm-hmm. where it has a job to do. Right. Yeah. And sometimes this is just just me just spitballing. Right. Sometimes there are people like a who just happen to be in just you uh, just a unique enough situation that you know she's alone. The only other person around is a child, and we all. I think you and I can both agree on we the belief that children 
see and experience things that the average person can't and doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, you know, is the the right person at the right time that is able to see it and and experience it, right? Um, you know, I feel like because just hear me out because the other times that the other sightings of this creature of Mothman, if that's what this is, um, are large tragedies, a lot of suffering, a lot of death, a lot of injuries, and because it needs to be in that area there's just more chance you know for a longer period of time there's just more chance for more people to run into it right in these smaller cases like hers it's still very tragic it's i'd argue more tragic than you know a disaster like a bridge collapsing mm-hmm. because it's 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 malicious ill intent on you know other people but casualty wise there's fewer people involved. Um, you know, she just happened to be the right person in the right situation at the right time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I agree. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, you really explained it kind of perfectly, or at least a, a really good working theory of how, how it could possibly operate or what it's... Uh, for lack of a better term, intentions are because yeah. again, I, I just don't. I, it's so uh, such a unique thing that it's like you know, like you're saying, it shows up around times of tragedy and and death and those experiences, but it doesn't seem to be causing the harm. And so you know, yeah, it's just um, it's fascinating. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean. I know I'm getting all philosophizing on you and stuff, but um, I just, I don't know, maybe it's just my nature. I uh, Maybe I'm trying to see the, not that there's a positive, but I'm not trying to think the worst of whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and this could just be me trying to impose human feelings on something that doesn't have human feelings Mm -hmm. but i don't know just to me it's not in and of itself evil right if that makes sense yeah yeah man i and i yeah like i like i said i I feel like uh it's it's a good working theory because i don't I don't know that I have my own. You know, I mean, like beyond just reading what you know, plenty of stuff about Mothman or every all that stuff. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know what to. I guess from my point of view, I wouldn't want to see it either way. <laughs> so, yeah. You know? oh yeah, one hundred percent. So you know, I I can unequivocally say that, um, but I don't. You know, yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, well, like you're saying, we could we could be superimposing some uh, some uh, human emotion to it that isn't possible or capable of or something, and and so you know it's hard because you we're only going to look at it from one perspective, and that's like humans, you know. So, but yeah. uh, but I, I think you're I think you're on the right track here. I mean, at least at least uh, from my point of view. So anyway, before we we get too deep into the shit why don't you uh, close us out here you started you finish all right 
Okay, so she says, again, I do not believe in the supernatural, but I do believe in evil. And what I saw that night was the epitome of pure evil. I could feel it, smell it, and almost taste it. It exuded evil to the extent I was almost taken over by it, making me feel so physically ill I could not shake it off. The next morning when I learned of the murders, which incidentally was only about a half mile from my sister's house, I had that same feeling, dread, nausea, and a burning in my stomach. I had to run to the bathroom to throw up. It made me so violently ill. I'm sure many will tell me that what I saw was nothing more than some rare bird or something that can be logically explained, but I know in my gut, my heart, and my soul what I saw was not of this world, and quite frankly, I never want to see it again. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm... That just kind of goes back to what we were talking about. You know, I... I have nothing to base this off, so please do not... I'm A, I'm... One, I'm not trying to discount your experience at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm just, from an outsider perspective somewhat objective um just kind of reading your story and then like i said doing some research into mothman if that's what this is which personally i believe that's what this is um what i'm getting is maybe she's a little bit of an empath and i know some people might think that that sounds psychic-y or you know new world or, or what it what is that word not new world like new age um, new agey yeah but i don't mean it that way what i'm saying is because because well you and i've done the enneagrams and stuff like that there, there are just some people that are naturally more empathic they, they just feel they feed off of other people's feelings right they can kind of feel what people around them are feeling better than others mm-hmm and I kind of get that sense, right? A little bit here. Yeah. She's the creature itself. I personally don't think the creature itself was evil. I think the creature itself was absorbing or was there because of an evil act, because of evil. Right. But the creature itself wasn't necessarily evil. And that's what she was picking up on. That evil, that tragedy that pain that was happening at that moment was being conveyed through that creature and that's what she was experiencing Mm -hmm. so like i said i'm not discounting it i i believe she experienced that pain and that evil but i don't think it was as a because of the creature i think it was because of what was going on and that was being conveyed through the mothman yeah or the angel of death right um yeah yeah i i uh, um, i'm with you i don't know um i don't know like what what level of of evil the the entity itself can be or if it's again just this precursor if it's just happens to be uh, like you said, sort of absorbing the the negative energy and the negative uh, things that are happening, or, or you know, again, we can only speculate. Um, we we, yeah. we know how she feels because she made it very clear she never wants to see it again, and I don't blame her at all. And and she's nope. if if you find this thread on on um, on Reddit and you see how she um, 
has communicated with a few other people uh, that, that have asked her questions. She's she's very clear eyed about it, and 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 I appreciate that she's answered people's questions because she really has said, you know, I've tried to try to forget about it and i've also tried to sort of uh, go through it step by step again and say is it some sort of you know flash of light that i miss see something different and you know and and she keeps coming back to that same feeling and the same uh, uh memories that are very vivid and i know in my own life there's memories that will always stick with me. I can see it. I can I can almost uh, get a, a, a tactile uh, yep. memory of it. Um, and it, you know, it's just a, and it's not all bad memories. I just mean there's that's how memory works sometimes. And so um, I, I would say the same thing for her. I think she's she knows exactly how she feels and what she experienced. And I, I'm just really grateful that she was able to write it out. When I contacted her, I said this is a really really good story and i said i'd love to share it on our podcast if you're okay with that and she's like yeah that's very flattering you know uh she's like it took me 30 years to write so you know she's like i'm I'm glad to finally get the story out there and i think that's something too that speaks to me a little bit i'm sure she's talked to her family about it but but she's never written it down and kind of put it out there for people and so uh you know you know and and what we talked about is the internet obviously wasn't around well i mean it was technically but it wasn't like it is now back then right yeah and but there was there was definitely multiple opportunities for her to put her story out there Mm -hmm. and the fact that it took her 30 years to just come to terms with what happened right alone you know and then to put it out there on the internet so people can shit on it because that's what the internet does in general right you know (laughs) yes it's like oh you know yeah i believe her i also want to bring up some of her her comments um after the post if you don't mind no no yeah by all means um she says right out of the gate she goes okay seems like i need to make myself clear although i did so in the story above I said, Angel of Death, Mothman, Lucifer himself, Lucifer himself, some kind of entity. My research led me to Mothman. I never said I believe it was the Mothman. I'm just telling the story. I have no freaking clue what I saw, but I know it wasn't of this world, and it wasn't a bird, plane, or locomotive. So I appreciate the Superman reference. <laughs> um, I am a um, Marvel guy myself, but I still appreciate it. Um, yeah but you know i get it i get it like that's why you know i kind of went on and philosophized a little bit myself you know and um i know there's gonna be a lot of people that mad at my use of that term but whatever (laughs) i like it Um, uh yeah but you know she also says and before any and asks me yes this is a real story a real event a real crime was committed here's a link to the actual story of the parker family i i know there's some real sickos out there in the world but they're to in reality they're few and far between Mm -hmm. right i can't imagine someone getting on reddit i mean reddit is not some obscure message board website right it's you you get what i'm saying right oh yeah um and r slash paranormal encounters is i believe the largest paranormal um subreddit i could be wrong but if it's not it's pretty damn big right and i can't 
I just don't know very many sickos that are going to try to capitalize on something like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she gave a link. I want you to know, A, um, we believe you. I'm, I 100% believe you, and I do not think that you are faking. I do not think that you are, you know, putting... Just trying to capitalize on, on a tragedy like that. Right. 100%. So I want to read a little bit about this, right? It's a link to WLBT On Your Side Channel 3 News, uh, obviously a, a television um, news site. Uh, and the title is, 26 Years Later, Family of Murder Victims Want Justice. Uh, let's see. This was published on August 22nd, 2016. So this was published four years ago. So it's 30 years later. So more validity, validity to a story since she didn't write her story until less than a month ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says this was written by Marie Edinger. And it says, in 1990, Anthony Carr and Robert Simon Jr. broke into a family's home in Quitman County. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I can't. This uh, this stuff is hard for me to read. Yep. Yeah, it, um, it's I just crap. I want to say this. I just, I, I just, I, I have to say this. Um, just a warning to anyone who's sensitive to this kind of stuff. Anyone who's had these experiences happen in their life uh adam and i both have kids young kids um boys and girls and this stuff does affect me too uh but i mean she put it out there um i feel like people should at least know what she's referring to um although i will say it's not easy for me to read so Mm -hmm. just be warned if you have small children around this is definitely better uh, through headphones um, or alone. And uh, and if you're sensitive to this stuff, please just skip forward. Yeah, so. yeah. Don't no shame and not. Um, if, if this if it's just too much, it's too graphic. It's okay. We understand. So yeah. So it says. Anthony Carr and Robert Simon Jr. broke into a family's home in Quitman County raped a nine-year-old girl and shot her parents and her 12-year-old brother before burning the house down. Today, 26 years later, those men are still on death row. Mm -hmm. We want justice, Scott Parker said. Scott is one of the surviving sons of Carl and Bobby Joe Parker, who Carr and Simon murdered. It's not going to bring my family back. Nothing ever will, but we need some closure one way or another. Uh, Carr and Simon have sought appeals for their quadruple homicide charges and had their ex- execution stayed for 26 years. I, I, I'm sorry, I just uh, I can't read anymore. Yeah. But I will say this, um, whether you're pro or con um, capital punishment, um, my stance is, I'm never going to tell the survivors, the family of these kind of crimes, what they should and shouldn't feel on a subject like that. Right. Yeah. That's where I stand. I'm going to keep my personal opinion out of it. And yeah, just let 
I'm going to stay out of that side of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just pointing out the, the crime itself and, and just, yeah. Yep. Well, not a true crime podcast. No. I'm not going to get further into that, but. No. But it, it just points back to her story and what, and the really horrific event that happened, you know, nearly an hour after she saw this creature. So, mm-hmm. again, it, it Lots of awful things happen around all of us, and, and terrible things are, are constantly happening. But w- there's certain things that just, I think, sting a little bit more, and they're more sensitive. And so, I, I, you know, again, is there is is it the Mothman? Is it the Angel of Death? We're not trying to say we have the answer. I think we're just relating her story and saying, um, you know... I, I, I am... I'm not going to lie. I am... Um, I don't know what the word is because apparently I don't know vocabulary. <laughs> so I'm going to use the same made-up word that I've been using all night. I I am philosophizing a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which I know is not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I yeah no I mean I I, I am drawing my conclusions right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm presenting you with what i believe she's talking about mm-hmm. but in no way am i saying that that is 100 percent what she saw right yeah yeah, yeah. sorry finish your thought no sorry. no 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 you're, you're you're totally fine because i i think that's i think that's kind of what i almost what i mean is like we we can give you what we think and we can tell you how we interpret it and what we and she's she's telling you what she thinks too she's laid it out very clearly uh the best we can do still is say we don't actually know but mm-hmm. this is what we think so i i really don't uh, i i appreciate all the things that you shared i don't know if i 100 percent agree or just don't know how to wrap my brain around all of the details and all this stuff because it's it's a long story and there's so much to it um you know and so and plus my I'm getting all sorts of uh, flood of other things because of all the extra research and stuff we've done into the Mothman stuff, and you know, so it's like I got a lot of thoughts on it. I a lot of times I just need to digest it a little bit more. But either way, um, I'm really grateful that she decided to write it out. That she uh, she did such a great job writing it, but also just really communicating the details because those details uh, help people to sort of feel the things you felt or she felt in that moment, you know, and that's, uh, that's not easy. I I mean, I like to write, but I am not good like that. I mean, that's amazing. So, uh, yeah, so I'm really grateful that she did that, put herself out there. Like you said, 30 years later, it's like, uh, she's got opportunity for people to just be a bunch of jack wagons, but everybody's been, you know, pretty respectful in the comments and stuff too. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to say this. A, like, a, we read the story. You heard it, right? What Exactly what we said earlier. She is very, like, she just presents you with her experience. Mm-hmm. She, you can call it drawing a cl- conclusion. I don't think it was because she... She, well, you heard her. She said, "Angel of Death, Mothman, Lucifer himself, some kind of entity." She, she just was, she was writing. She's like, "I don't know what this was." Right. 
here are the things that my brain is rationalizing or my brain is you know telling me this is what it could have been mm-hmm. to the best of my ability to figure this thing out right, right. yep um she's telling you her feelings her experience and the facts of that, right? So you can say, well, you know, feelings are emotions. That's true. And they can be manipulated. Um, I think we all can recognize that. But in that kind of situation where there's no obvious person, there's no obvious thing manipulating those feelings, mm-hmm. I think she did a pretty damn good job of relaying to you how she felt in the moment and what she experienced without saying, Here's how I feel now. Here's you know you get what. Here's how I tried to rationalize it. Here's what right. I, she's like. This is what happened in that moment and how I felt in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, which definitely. just lends a lot of validity to her story. Yes, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah, man, hundred percent. And I, I think that's like uh, you, you just said it so perfectly because that's what really sort of. Uh, when I read the story the first time and I reached out to her, I was just like, this pulled me in because she was so good at, at describing the, the, the all your, like you're saying, the feelings and all of that stuff at that moment. And so that's like a, that's a great thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super grateful that we, we have the story. We got to share it. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one, uh, mostly just cause I, I, I knew it was a good story and a good, um, uh, good discussion topic, and I I would love to hear uh, as as we get this published uh, people's experiences. If you have a similar thing happen in your own life, or maybe you're just like uh, maybe it's not even the close to the same, but just another um, interaction with something like that, we'd love to hear from you. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you know, like like we said, we're we're just super grateful uh, that. That she took the time to write the story, share it, um, and has allowed us to to share it here on the pod. Um, if you want to comment on this episode or on her story, uh, please get on Reddit uh, when we post the episode there, or get on Instagram. Both of those are Scary Real Pod. Uh, that's the fastest, easiest way to find us is those two platforms. And then also, if you have a story you want to share of your own, it doesn't have to be about Mothman. It doesn't have to be a super long one. Um, it can just be something you've experienced. Uh, please share it. We we will be happy to to dive in and share it and comment and uh, yeah, that's it is literally what we're all about. Um, Definitely. And Definitely. Uh, yeah, so we're just we're super grateful to, to be doing this and and hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, give us some some like and subscribes on on all your favorite platforms and tell some tell some please, friends about. I'm it. I'm gonna do a little shameless begging right now, my friend. <laughs> Please write a review. Um, there's, there's nothing better that you can do for us. Yeah, you know, we're not, we're, we're certainly not asking for money. You know, we both experienced these tough times, and we know things are tight. But even better than money right now is honestly a a written review. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that goes a long way in the podcast world. So, um, you know, we're not looking to make a living from this, but we would like, you know, the shows to get out there and, and people to find it. And, uh, yeah, 
That's the best way to get it out there. Absolutely. Yeah, share it with a few friends. You all get together and and then talk about it, and then uh, yeah, it'd be great. It'll be super fun. We'll keep we'll keep making them. We'll keep uh, telling your stories, and uh, yeah, thank you guys. Be good to others. And be good to yourself. Take care. All right. Well, welcome to Scary Real. This is the podcast where we we re, where motherfucker, <laughs> mother, fucking fuck. God damn it! No, that's my no, fault. I no. ruined the first take. It was so good. Because <laughs> now I'm overthinking it, man. I'm just overthinking yeah, it. That's my. Fault. No, no, no. I just gotta. I just hold on. Let me have a drink. Okay. All right. Here uh, we go. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> I, I like, I just paused. I just blanked. But you talk. You said, all right, everybody. And I said, Vusa. <laughs> Which, you know, I think is pretty great. So, okay. Yeah, if I'm Martin Short. Or, no, it won't. It won't. We'll get done quick once we actually start. <laughs> yeah. I love you. Hi, Mario. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she says hi. Uh, I tell her that I. He said hi. <laughs> okay. And if you get in trouble, just blame it on me. <laughs> no, it's fine. Mario um, made me. Do we it. got.